When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We trying to behave ourselves on the story. Well, y'all know what we thinking right now. <laughs> I'm ready for the night. I got a little uh, extra energy. I don't know what might come out of my mouth tonight. I think it is. Tell them to go sit their bad asses down so we're grown folks in here talking. <laughs> T-G-I-M. Hey, everybody. Happy Friday. It's your girl, Claudia Jordan. And we are back with TGIF with two of the most fabulous <laughs> men in the entertainment industry, Al Reynolds and Funky Dineva. Now, we're here to spill the tea and break down some of the biggest headlines in the news and on social media and maybe <clears throat> throw a little shade in the process. So sit back, relax, and uh, get ready to sip on this hot, hot, hot tea. We're going to try to be. No, we're not going to try to behave because it was really fun the other day not behaving please welcome multimedia personality and talk show host funky dineva what's up q shall we cut up on the last show (laughs) i don't know if we can afford to go there again tonight but hey claudia you looking good and you're purple girl thank you thank you thank you thank you good to see you and what's up al brand strategist al reynolds hello al what's going on claudia y'all kind of match you with the neutral colors tonight Uh uh uh-oh family we got a nice color thing going on you know, I just came back from Jamaica, so this is the only thing I had clean. <laughs> what can I say? <laughs> so, you know what? Last show, I was like, oh, we about to get canceled. They're going to come for us. It didn't happen. Actually, a lot of people were in the comments kind of agreeing, and they like they were here for the the um, the unedited, the, the the unfiltered talk. So. I'm 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 cool with it. I'm glad we had a very candid show last week, and you know what? I always describe our show as kitchen table talk had out loud with cameras rolling, and I think that's what people love. It gets scary sometimes because you know they canceling people left and right, and we don't want to get canceled. But I definitely enjoyed our show last week. Can we be canceled? No. I mean, if you look at all three of us. Let me tell you something. Jesus is my doctor and he writes out all my scriptures. He gives me all my medicine, my shows and my checks in my room. (laughs) Think about all three of us, though. The things that we've all weathered, the storms we've all been through, the controversies, the scandals. All three of us have been through more than one thing. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like or or some really big things. Mm -hmm. And we're still here. Yeah. So. Hey. All right. So what's everybody drinking on tonight? Um, I'm feeling kind of down today. So I'm drinking on a boost. I need some nutrition. <laughs> we know you had a rough week with the loss of your dog, but then you've yeah. also been kind of burning the candle on both ends. What, what, you, what was you doing last night? <laughs> <laughs> I went out to dinner, had fun. And then I had a gentleman caller and he <laughs> left at 10 o'clock this morning. So well, I was helping him with career advice. <laughs> I, was men- I was mentoring him. You were men- is that what we're calling it now? We calling that mentoring now? Is that what we do? Yes, mentoring. Is this someone you really like? or No, Mm-mm. just a mentee. 
<laughs> okay. Well, I'm I'm here for the um the finding of love for both of you. Actually, mm-hmm. I had a couple of people in my inbox about you, Al and Q. We're gonna find you someone that can deal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's gonna be a that's gonna be a feat within itself. Claudia, what about um we saw on your Instagram you were at Elizabeth State University. Are we gonna talk about that tonight? Because that was yeah. that was really cool. It was awesome. It was an HBC, an HBCU. Uh, myself and James DeBose, we went to um, Elizabeth City State University, which, again, HBCU. And um, it was a great time. We spoke to the kids in the media. Well, not, they're not kids. They're actually young adults. But the students in the, in the media de- department. And it wasn't just people that were, you know, aspired to be on television. It was kids from all walks of life. And it was kind of cool. We just kind of talked life lessons, um, how to deal with rejection. Uh, you know, stay in the course, as James always likes to say. Mm. Uh, definitely some of the, of the students threw their hat in the ring for some jobs and some internships. And it was a, it was a really nice event. And I, I really was honored to be asked to be there. And I love doing that kind of stuff, you know, mm. kind of telling the story where it, it wasn't so pretty. I mean, we were very candid, both of us, about humble beginnings and going through tragedies midway, not being sure if this was the career path for us. And, you know, things that come along, the dark side of the business as well. And I think they got a lot out of it because um, a lot of people hit my my DMs and uh, said they were inspired by it. So thank you so much to Elizabeth City State University. All right, and y'all have y'all have a great weekend. This is a, their homecoming weekend, so yeah. Turn right. it up. Hey, good for them. Yeah, Little Mo's gonna be on there this weekend too. I love me some Little Mo. Little Mo that was on stage with Jay Z and Alicia Keys. No, no, that's no, Mama. You so old oh, and oh, Al, you just showed your age on that. God, you so old and and white. Like, how you don't know nothing? Look, I'm trying my best. This this is why I'm working at Fox Soul. <laughs> you said little mo. You said little. You said little. Mo. I mean, you said little mom. You met little mom. Is what I'm saying. Damn, we oh, gonna yeah. transfer your ass to the home shopping network. Uh, <laughs> you too old for this show. <laughs> All right, guys, let's get into these hot topics. We got a lot of show to cover tonight. Condoleezza Rice appeared on The View and denounced the teaching of critical race theory and said Black children can be empowered without making white kids feel bad. Mm. Here's what she said. Black people have felt disempowered by race. I would like to see, I would like Black kids to be completely empowered, to know that they are beautiful in their Blackness. But in order to do that, I don't have to make white kids feel bad for being white. Somehow this is a conversation that's gone in the wrong direction. Now, should we be surprised that Ms. Rice is not here for critical race theory being taught in schools? What do y'all think about this? You know, I'm extremely disappointed in Condoleezza Rice. Condoleezza Rice was one of the Republicans that I actually did respect because she was logical, she was rational, and she was relatable to a certain degree. I hate the fact that Condoleezza Rice has taken on one of these um, buzzwords that that side of the political spectrum uses to talk against critical race theory. And if anybody who knows anything about critical race theory, its goal is not to make white people feel bad. That's white people own stuff they need to handle. On a bigger note, though, I think we have a branding problem when it comes to critical race theory. I think the name has been hijacked and has such a negative connotation right now. And quite frankly, if we just teach American history unvarnished, in chronological order, the way it happened, and there would be no need to even name it any doggone thing. How about we just do an overhaul for teaching pure, unadulterated, 
American history. And that's what we need to do. But white people need to understand that critical race theory is not an effort nor an attempt to make them feel bad for the sins of their ancestors, but yet alone to just teach history the way it is so it does not repeat itself. I 1000% agree. I feel like the Democratic Party has always had a branding problem, just like defund the police and critical race theory. Critical race theory sounds so scary if you don't know what it is. And I need them to stop making slavery black history. That's actually on white people. That's y'all's history. That's what y'all did. It needs to be part of your history. And if you, your, the ancestors, what they, their deeds make their, their descendants feel bad, we feel bad every day being black. And I just think this is, she's giving me Candace Owens Jr. Mm-hmm. Yeah, now, what do you think about this? I'm curious to hear what you have to say about this. I agree with you. Now, let's be clear. Uh, it's accused uh, uh, benefit of what he was saying. Connelly has studied at some of the, the best colleges. She uh, is a professor at an Ivy League college. But let's be let's be serious and honest. We've known her for 40 years and she's always given me that raccoonish tendencies, if you ask me, because she's always cheated that line. That, um, <laughs> Y'all gonna show the picture when he said raccoon? <laughs> oh, man, she looked like a raccoon there. She no, but no, seriously, she's always been the the okay black person in the room, and and it's how I've always interpreted her. I watched that that view clip several times because I tried my best to connect something to what she was saying to connect to, and I couldn't find a single thing to connect with her on. And I'm sorry, but I feel like we lost that woman. If you can sit in that chair and say the things that she said, I, I, I just feel like I'm done with her. So for me, it's by Kundalisa. I just have an issue for Black people who are fully aware of the struggles that Black people face in this country, yet right. they find a way to be white apologists and have so much sympathy for, like, I, I'm just really at a point, screw their feelings, so your feelings are hurt. So what? You didn't lose a dime on your paycheck and you're not going to die. Go home, have a glass of chamomile tea and carry your ass to bed. I mean, any any African-American female that has witnessed what we witnessed in the last four years, five years with the Trump administration that sides with them. I am got to look at you side eye, period, full stop. I, I just can't have any more respect for somebody who doesn't understand the real struggles of people that look like me and you in this country, period. And then Condoleezza, isn't she somehow related to the girls in the church bombing? In the who? The church bombing. Remember the girls Holy that got bombed, bombed in the church? Did, didn't she know the girls or went to school with them or went to the church? Or Well, she's from Mississippi, right? Is that where it happened? I, I may be conflating history. I'm lying. Don't worry about it. <laughs> she, she She's in a position where she can really, you know, educate. Once again, I wish you would take the more the route of the Colin Powell's of, yeah, I'm a Republican, but I can also speak right. freely and speak honestly. And it seems like she's tap dancing to make white people feel comfortable. And we, we, why is everyone's comfort ahead of ours? Yeah. Everyone's right. comfort is, 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 is a priority over black people's. Mm-hmm. Screw that Condoleezza. And I, I think you made a huge misstep with this. And I hate to point out the similarities. <laughs> These black uh, female Republicans that, 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 <laughs> that they ain't for us, they always got the same kind of hair. <laughs> well, you know what? I was going to say something though. My mama always said, never tear nobody down without extending the hand and lift them up. 
Now, she going to Miss Thelma in the middle of the country to get her roller set done because that hair is thick <laughs> as hell, baby. Condoleezza hair is thick. She got all her edges. Okay, Condoleezza still uses a hot comb and grease to get her hair done. She got it bumped at the ends or whatever. She looking good. Yeah. All right. R. Kelly was put on suicide watch after being found guilty of nine different sex crimes. Now, according to the singer's attorney, Kelly is debating whether or not to revamp, revamp his legal team in the New York case, which underwent a dramatic shakeup in the weeks leading up to his trial. What are your thoughts on the new development with R. Kelly? And should we care that he's on suicide watch? He said he'd believe he could fly. I mean, if he can, go ahead and off yourself. Listen, I'm so sick and tired of us using state resources, media resources, and, and personal energy talking about R. Kelly. R. Kelly, you was playing in them little girls tussycat. You got to pay the piper. Just sit your ass in prison and rot and leave us alone. Like, just, it, it's over, man. Yeah, I, I, I think one thing, and I'm, I'm, I'm probably going to have to go to church after I say this, but in my honest opinion, I think... R. Kelly should be put in general population, not on suicide watch. And let's let those inmates treat him the same way he treated those young girls and boys. And let's just see how long, he, how many years he'll last. I agree. I feel like when we protect these criminals, isn't that part of the punishment when you go to prison to deal with what's inside the prisons? And maybe that's politically incorrect, but I don't really give a damn. You've been convicted of all these crimes against young black girls and boys. I don't really have sympathy for you. I don't. This isn't an accusation now. This is a convicted felon convicted of several crimes. Am I wrong for this? But I'm I'm definitely a big advocate of less jail and prison and more focus on rehabilitation. Don't you think R. Kelly would be one hell of a prison choir director? (laughs) I just think that would be so dope. No, think about it. And they could sing songs and release an album. And when the people get out of jail, they could have money to raise their families and stuff because they just released all this. They're like, that's what I think prison should be. You know what I'm saying? Like, imagine how many people won't be having fights and stabbing people if they were part of R. Kelly's Angels, I Believe I Could Fly Prison Choir. And like I said, they could earn money to sit home because he ain't got nothing but time on his head in prison to write some bomb ass gospel songs. Y'all know the Black churches support anything. They support Tyler Perry movies. They damn sure will support R. Kelly prison songs. And the people, I think that that would be a great way he could give back to society and atone for his crimes. All right, well, I need him to, I need him to suffer for a little while first. First, well, I need him to suffer and go through some stuff. And then on the other side of that, repent and, and salvation, we could do like what Whoopi did in that show. Y'all, <laughs> y'all, soulmates, y'all gonna have to suffer through a commercial real quick because we gotta take a quick commercial break and we'll be back and we're gonna think about this R. Kelly prison song album, this Christmas album, this gospel album. We'll be back with more. <laughs> TGIF after the break. Welcome back to TGIF. <laughs> Always something funny during the breaks. All right, y'all. Let's get back into these hot topics. According to TMZ, Dave Chappelle is willing to speak to Netflix employees who were offended by his LBGTQ jokes, and he's waiting for them to reach out. Now, do you think Chappelle feels pressure to try to make peace with Netflix LBGTQ plus community? What do you think? I'm ready for this to be put to bed. Um, I, I'm just ready for it to be put to rest. 
I think that everybody has the right to be offended at whatever it is they're offended at. But me and Dr. Heavenly were having a conversation the other day and it went, when somebody says they're offended, what does that really mean? Like, oh, I'm offended. You didn't die. You didn't lose breath. You didn't lose a paycheck. You didn't lose your home. You were offended. And then five minutes later, you go back to doing whatever other daily task it is you have to do. This, in my opinion, is a, is a completely hollow protest because Netflix has over four or five, six million pieces of content on their platform. And at no point have I ever heard anybody on this protesting line say that they want a complete audit of everything that's on Netflix that may be transphobic. So y'all are just singling out this one thing. But what about all the other transphobic pieces of content that rest on the platform? In addition, the president of Netflix already said he ain't taking it down. So what is there to be accomplished by him having a conversation with y'all? Y'all going to vent? Y'all going to get to spew off whatever it is you need to spew off? And the content is still going to be there. I can't tell people what to get mad at, but I honestly think in the list of priorities of things that are affecting trans people, like homelessness, employment, fair treatment, y'all are spending too many resources on, on a low priority item for your community well it seems like that when when we get something to be offended about right we collectively everyone gets on board and i'm offended too and everybody wants to become part of the story and then we move on to something else it's it's a mob mentality when it comes to that al i want to get your thoughts on this tweet uh check out what what this uh twitter user posted netflix employees will walk out over dave Chappelle, but not the cuties movie got it did anyone see the cuties movie first of all I, I did not. Clip. I did. I saw the clips. It's of the it's of the eleven year old girl who was born mm-hmm. to you know Senegalese, I think, uh, Muslim parents, and in in that very religious environment, she couldn't you know she wanted to behave differently. So it's basically a hypersexual sexualization of young girls. And I definitely didn't see an uproar about this because this is borderline pedophilia and child entrapment, if you ask me. You never saw any outrage over that. But they did finally take it down because there was a protest uh, in Europe for it. As it relates to uh, Dave Chappelle, I really feel like that Dave is being sensitive by saying that he will talk to them. And, and thumbs up for Dave for taking that step because he doesn't have to. Dave got his $20 million. He had, what, a $60 million contract. He had three specials to do. This was the last special. He got paid his $20 million. He has no contractual um, 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 hold to make him uh, help Netflix with this uh, firestorm. I think for him to extend that olive branch spokes volumes to not only his sensitivity to the community, but also his standards of being a comedian. Remember in the 80s and 90s, we had Archie Bunker and mm-hmm. such politically incorrect things, but we didn't even think about it as politically. We were like, oh, that's edgy. And either you liked it or you didn't. You watched it if you felt it. And if you didn't, you didn't watch it. Now, I'm not saying that was the right way to be, but I think we swung the pendulum too far to the other side now, where now everything is, I, you, you can't even call, describe someone the way they really look without being called whatever phobic they want to put on it. Mm-hmm. And I think that we're getting to a place where we can't even, like, y'all seen the movie Demolition Man, right? Have you uh-huh. seen that movie? Mm-hmm. It, in the future, I remember watching when I was younger, and I was like, damn, we could never get like that. And guess what? 20 years later, here we are, where people were getting fined and penalized for, for cussing, and you, there really was, you know, things really got really, really strict. You know, I, Go ahead. I want to say one thing in relation to that tweet. I want us to stop doing that. 
oh, y'all didn't, y'all didn't march for cuties, but you're marching for this. It's very divisive. And there's never a wrong time to be right. Following that logic, oh, we didn't protest Ike Turner when he slapped Tina Turner, so we shouldn't protest Chris Brown when he slapped Rihanna. We got to stop doing that. We, I just I don't, don't know. I don't know, Q. I got to disagree with that. It's apples I'm, to oranges. So what? We didn't. So what? We didn't mm-hmm. march for cuties. We're marching for this. So so is your point then? Because we didn't march for cuties, then we should shut up for every injustice that comes subsequent after that. Uh, I don't no, like that. I don't. But I, I feel like there's two sides to that because we as African Americans have undergone and had to repress and, and be victims of so much that we, with our own eyes, even in our workplace, we see people that don't look like us of the majority get away with stuff that we cannot. So to have the voice now and have social media to say, look, you're treating them that way, but you're treating us this way and we're not going to have it. It's awesome. And we're in a movement now that as African Americans, our voice are being heard louder than ever as it relates to equal treatment because of social media and because of making comparisons like you can't say this to that person but feel like you can say something similar to me they not get in trouble and i do so i can't say that i i don't i can i can fully agree with but it's almost telling me that i need to shut up like that that's the thing i don't like so because nobody marched for cuties and now I'm over here offended and being mistreated, basically you're telling me I need to shut up. Here's the thing. I'm not going to lie to you. The cutest thing didn't strike a nerve with me. So there was no outrage for me. I don't have children. I saw it for what it was. It did not bother me. Therefore, I was not going to march. This bothered me. So because that didn't bother me, I now need to shut up about this. Well, to Al's point and to, to, to address that, that's exactly what this is all about. The fact right. that that didn't bother you because it's not affected, it doesn't affect you. Just like I'm not transgender, I'm not in the LBGT community. So we're feeling like, why can't, it's, we're, you know what, we're honestly feeling the same way. Right. We're all, we're all being told to shut up. Like, table. You know what I'm saying? And, mm-hmm. and it's like, I think the outrage is, the outrage is, why do we all have to just straighten up when it comes to transgender in the LBGTQ community, but we can criticize uh, straight, cis, head, kids, pedophilia, all this stuff is okay. And I feel like maybe it's time that we have that conversation about what, what, the, what the boundaries should be with all these groups, because it, does feel, think, it does feel un- uneven. I think what people need to understand about the trans and the LGBTQ community it feels like a lot right now because they're making a lot of changes and a lot of strides very quickly. But we have to acknowledge the fact that these marginalized groups, first of all, the worst thing you can be in America, worse than being Black, is Black and trans, okay? They are literally at the bottom of the social totem pole in this country. And these people have been stepped on for so long that finally they have gotten to a point where they are getting some headway and they're getting a lot of headway very quickly. Mm -hmm. And I think it's making a lot of people very uncomfortable because it's happening so fast, but we can't negate that these people have been stepped on for so long that doggone it, they damn near deserve the headway that they're getting. Like these, let these people get treated like doggone human beings. They've been oppressed and suppressed for so long. 
I absolutely agree with you that they have been definitely oppressed for a long time and they're making huge steps faster than probably most groups. And I think that does make some people uncomfortable. I'll give you that. But again, swinging the pendulum to the other way, where now there's an, it's some people, I'm going to say this. I feel in some spaces, there's an overcorrection where I can't, you can't even ask a question without you being deemed transphobic. And I think that's where we like lose each other. Where we're like, well, we throw our hands up. You know what I'm saying? And I think we, we, we've gotten so the overcorrection is, is, is where we got to fix it. Mm-hmm. We need to treat people correctly without penalizing people that are not in that community for not knowing or not being up to speed and not, we, we cancel people now for not knowing, for saying the wrong thing when this is all happening so fast. Every, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We need a town hall. I think we need to have that town hall. We need to have that, that, that town hall, I think. We, we got to get to an understanding because we're going to be fighting every single week and someone's going to get You know what, we should. And I think we need to have either Hope Giselle, she's a great trans activist, mm-hmm. or Angelica Ross, I know Angelica, mm-hmm. or T.S. Madison, when they have a special episode and just really delve into some of these things. We should. Because at the end of the day, we don't want to make our black trans folks feel uncomfortable. They're part of our family as well. They're still our, they're still our people. I'm going to put right? a call in to the girls and then we're going to set it up. Let's do it. Okay, now let's get into this next story. Alec Baldwin fatally shot cinematographer Helena Hutchins and injured film director Joe Souza when a prop gun discharged on the set of his new film, Rust, in New Mexico. Now, Hutchins was airlifted to University of New Mexico Hospital in Albuquerque and died from her injuries. Souza is being treated at a nearby medical center in Santa Fe. Now, sources told TMZ that either shrapnel or a bullet struck Hutchins and Souza. What are your thoughts on this tragedy? And if you remember, a similar thing happened to Bruce Lee's son, Brandon Lee, in the set of the film The Crow in 1993. And I'm hearing that Alec is absolutely just distraught and feels awful about this. I don't see how this, it's amazing that this even happens. You know, I, 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 I don't know who's more of a victim here. The person that lost their life in their family or Alec Baldwin. All of us know from being in production and film and movies, you show up to work, they give you your wig, they give you your costume, they give you your clothes, they give you your set, and they give you your props. It's not my job as the actor to make sure that this isn't a real doggone gun or, 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 or up to safety protocols. There is a whole department for that, like a whole department. And I just think that this is, is, is a freak accident. It is unfortunate. Um, this movie is probably not going to make it to the end of, 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 the, of its journey. And there are definitely some heads that are about to roll. Al, what do you think about this? Baby, this story is juicier than anything we saw happen this week. Now, all right, now I'm going to give it all to you now. Now, the union um, has been uh, protesting. In fact, they walked out on this film just hours before this incident happened. And the members of the union are the assistant, the production assistant, the photo assistant, the, uh, the prop assistant. All those people have been very upset since the beginning of the taping of this because they said They've been working long hours. They have to work 12 to 14 hours. Then they have to drive an hour to find somewhere to sleep. All against their contract. The wages were low. The food wasn't there. They were disgruntled to the end. Now, this came to a head the day of the shooting, only for us to find a real bullet in a prop gun that killed the cinema photographer. This is better than any CIS uh, uh, SUV. I'm I'm doing all the wrong verbiage. Y'all know I don't know. But this 
is a good story right here. And what's unfortunate, though, is that it's going to land on the back of Alex Baldwin because, you know, he's the most seasoned person. He's the one that shot. But something in the T tells me that, that that bullet was put in there on purpose, that they had complained about the safety issues because three days prior, the gun went off six times and no one um, addressed it. And this is just... I feel like someone's way of making them accountable for taking advantage of those union workers. So that's that horrible. play I did a couple of weeks ago, I had to get killed. I had a shot and there was a, a gun that had a blank in it. Right. And it mm -hmm. always makes me nervous. Like what if someone messes up? What if someone leaves something behind? So in the, in the play, when, when, when uh, Bernadette Sanders shot me, a piece of the, something, a projectile from the, the gun hit me in the face and it burnt my face. Right. And it shocked the hell out of me. This is a, a, a small budget play. The fact that you have these guns, that is something that you cannot make that mistake. And I don't, I don't know if it's been proven that it's a bullet or was it shrap? I don't know what it was, right? Do we not know what it was yet? Is well, they said that it was a projectile, but this projectile, their line, it was a bullet because the bullet went through her heart and then went and struck and went through another person's um, what's between his spleen and his collarbone or somewhere right here. So I can't think that that is just a regular projectile. That, yeah. you know, and and, and Al, what, what university you went to that taught you the spleen was up here? <laughs> right, because it's really not. <laughs> Well, I don't know. <laughs> you, you know what? Alby trying to slide them in there, but he thinks hey, he goes ain't gonna Google it, and, so and they be like, they be in the comments. Alby coming with the facts. He trying to say sound. anything, and y'all be like, so yes, damn sophisticated. Y'all are hating because y'all didn't read the story. Okay, it was it, whatever had happened. It was in the spleen. Now the spleen might not be up here, but wherever the spleen is, that bullet hit that man in the spleen. Okay. <laughs> you know, you know what? It, it's funny, Claudia, because. I would think that in 2021 that uh, the bullet dust, the bullet sound, and the impact of the bullet would all be things that were handled in post-production. CGI. We don't need to have a real Yeah, we bullet. don't need to have guns shooting blanks. And hopefully this will bring about some type of change and reform. Because, Al, what I'm hearing is instead of checking that gun, the prop person was too busy striking. And had they been on right. their doggone oh, job... Absolutely. That's right, because three days, three days earlier, the prop gun went off and it discharged again. Like, you know, so it was an ongoing thing and, and, and they couldn't follow any safety protocols because they didn't have anyone to work to, to report to. So they've been sloppy across the board. It's just unfortunately that a family is devastated and a life was taken. I, I hope they get it together because we cannot afford to have anybody get shot up here in the liver or, or up here in the kidneys. <laughs> you know, and we, we just can't. So we're going to take a gallbladder. <laughs> Y'all are haters. We're going to take a quick commercial break. We're going to get Al Reynolds some biology one on one that we learned in ninth grade. Right, right. We <laughs> I got to do I got to take the left bone and the left bone connected to the. So I got to read some of the comments. I got to do the live read, but before that, we got to get into some of these comments. Um, let's see. Uh, Daniel, uh, Daring Danielle said a basic anatomy course, Al. Uh, uh, let's see. Kia S says, we're going to get out of the operation game. <laughs> uh, Y'all get up, get up off Al, says Joy Johnson. 
uh, Shireen, James, Claudia, so shady. Uh, let's see. They are going in on you, Al. They said they're going to get you the operation game so you can learn basic biology. <laughs> Listen, I was in the school of architecture. I was not in the school of medicine. <laughs> but don't you got to pass high school science to get the cut? Like, Al, like straight up, that didn't feel wrong between his collarbone and his spleen. Like, we don't got a one vital organ anywhere in this part of her body. You, we, got, we get it, okay? We the get heart. it. <laughs> but the heart is, you know what? I'm, okay. Um, Reserve Bar is the uh, online source of premium and luxury spirits, wine, and champagne. Visit ReserveBar.com to create the perfect home bar or have the ideal gift delivered. It's also where you'll find the best in new to hard to find bottles and those celebrity spirits you have always wanted to try. Look, no one does spirits better than Reserve Bar. You can even have a custom bottle engraved with a name, date, logo to create the perfect gift. You can buy your dream home bar at Reserve Bar. Just select the spirits and the wine that you love. They've also got the glassware and mixing tools that you need. Now, Reserve Bar offers the Cocktail Lounge, your online source for inspiring new cocktail recipes, and the stories behind your favorite brands. And ready-to-drink cocktails taste better than ever, and Reserve Bar has them. And the pre-mixed drinks are great to have on hand for outdoor events. Listen, we love a good drink here on TGIF, and we need them. So Reserve Bar comes to in the clutch, has it all set out and laid out for you. So go ahead and visit ReserveBar.com today and use promo code T to save $10 off your purchase of $75 or more on spirits, wines, or pre-made cocktails, but only when you use our special offer with ReserveBar.com slash T. Now that's ReserveBar.com and code T. This offer expires on December 31st, 2021. So make sure you go ahead and get you that. All right, y'all, let's get back into the stories. Or do we need a break? Now let's get back into the stories. Okay. Uh, okay. According to NBC News, former NBA player Delonte West was spotted screaming profanities while holding an open can of Ice House beer and an open bottle of mango vodka. Okay. Police said he started to walk away while screaming and they ordered him to stop. But when he refused, they commanded him to put the, the, the alcohol on the sidewalk. Now, the officers, officers tried to put him in the uh, back of a patrol car, but he was belligerent and continued to scream profanities in obscure rants. Now, West is facing charges of resisting an officer without violence, disorderly intoxication, and having an open container. I thought Delonte West was was getting um, better when uh, Mark Cuban intervened. What do you think is going on with Delonte? This is sad. So you guys know I've shared with you guys in the past my brother's struggles with mental health. He has schiz- He's a, a, a manic depressive, schizophrenic. And what I know about mental health is that it requires long-term and in some cases, lifelong treatment. And I don't want to put any type of blame on Mark Cuban because it's not Mark Cuban's responsibility to take care of Delonte West. But it goes to show that a lot of the support that he was getting from the Mark Cubans and his teammates was performative at best. You know what I'm saying? Because... On one token, Mark Cuban was posting pictures of him horseback riding and supposedly it was like, ah, Delonte West is fixed and I'm the one that fixed him. And soon as the media coverage went away, they released that man back to the doggone streets. And now this is what's happening. Now, Delonte, I'm going to tell you something. I don't know what your relation is to Florida, but Florida, we got enough of our own mess down here. Carry your ass back to wherever you was cutting up at before because we got enough crazies down here in Florida. But this is unfortunate. 
And I would like to see the next Mark Cuban or whoever get involved, get this man in a long-term treatment, um, um, not boarding house, halfway house situation. Like that's where my brother is currently. He's in a halfway house situation where based on how well they're doing, it gives them certain amount of freedoms, but he has to be back every day at a certain time. They give him his medicine. They ration his money. They make sure he eats. And I think that that's the type of care that Delonte West needs. How would he think? <clears throat> this is this is this is really, really sad, but I'm gonna have to come to Mark Cuban's defense right here. You know, Mark Cuban actually of all of the teams that he played for was the one that stepped up to the plate to offer this man uh, help because he ran into him panhandling at a gas station. So big up to Mark Cuban. And it wasn't that after he was fixed Q that Mark Cuban let him go. Remember, he went to the halfway house, was doing extremely well. He did so well that after he got out. Out, he worked at the halfway house. So they gave him a job so that he would stay connected so that he would stay on track. And what happened was he went back to using drugs. And as you know, in these halfway houses or in these treatment centers, if you do not follow the rules, you have to go. So what he found himself on the other side of that was back down in the state of Florida, panhandling and 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 it just this is just really sad this man went from being a first round draft pick picked at number four in 2004 to 2008 having one of the largest contracts of his career around if i'm not mistaken 13 million dollars to being all the way on skid row and being homeless so i just think that mental health with professional athletes have to become a new interest for the league in the NBA because it's happening across the board and it's more than just Dante West. I mean, Devante, Delante West. I want to know where all the people are that he bought houses for, cars, that was popping bottles with him in the club. Mm -hmm. I want to know where those people are. Well, you know, his he bought a house for his mother. He bought a house for his father. He bought, bought both of them homes. But during the, the deal is when you have a drug addiction, that lifestyle, he said it was a lifestyle that pushed him over the edge and made him bipolar when he was diagnosed in 2008. Now, the interesting thing here is, Q, I don't know if you two know, but in 2011, when the walkout on the NBA happened, he applied for a job at Home Depot and actually worked as a sales clerk at a furniture store because that's how bad he he was burning through his uh his money and his cash well i i I do agree with you ally i don't think we can blame mark cuban because at least he did try i think once you get to a certain level no one can help if if you don't want to be helped and q you probably have exhausted yourself trying to help and if they don't want to then there's nothing anyone else can make them do i i again yeah there's probably a lot of people that were in his life benefited but doesn't that happen in all fields Here's here's one thing that I want to point out with mental illness, because people think that it's a battle of will. It's not about wanting. No, Their mind is so bad. Right. Mind is, listen, nobody wakes up and says, I want a smell of urine, feces, being a hot sun, standing on the side of the expressway, jiggling a cup for 75 cents change. That is not a choice. Nobody wakes up and says they want to do that. Their mind is bad and i know with my particular brother it got because for for the longest while we treated him like that oh you don't want to do nothing you lazy you don't want to get a job 
until we better got an understanding of what it is. And I physically had to go to the courts and get my brother's rights taken away from him in order to get him the type of help that he needs. And it feels as if Delante needs the same thing and that he needs to be given a a state uh, a caseworker to manage him on a daily basis, long term. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna he, say this before we go to commercial. You know, I think there's a lot of athletes and people that are functioning in society at a high level of, of athleticism or, or even other fields, and they're you know they're successful, they're making money. So people overlook probably there's I'm sure there was a lot of signs, but people right. just overlooked it because he was a talented shooter, and, and and that's that. You know what I mean? And there's a lot of football players that you. Man, some of the girls tell me stories about the, the CTE and the the, the 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 crazy things going on. But as long as they're making those, they're putting those points up and, and making that money, no one checks them and no one forces them into getting help. We're going to take a quick commercial break. We have a, a little bit left of the show. We'll be right back with some more TGIF after this. Welcome back to TGIF. Q there in the comments trying to come through your nose. Are we saying it's a nose ring? It's just your nose ring, right? It kind of wasn't, but <laughs> <laughs> so thank y'all soulmates for looking out. <laughs> but this weekend, I am going to make it my business to go get another nose ring that sits a bit more flush <laughs> on the top of my nose so y'all can leave me the hell alone about my fashions. <laughs> okay, you, listen, it happens to the best of us. Mm-hmm. Everybody, you know, every once in a while, we all get a little bat in the cave hanging out. Okay. <laughs> all right, y'all, let's get into this hazel. Um, how am I going to go from nose and boogers to this? Let me take a moment in between. I ain't going to do it to her tonight. Yes, you are. I know you. <laughs> we know you. Okay. In, uh, in March, Hazelie dealt with life-threatening complications after having a botched mommy makeover surgery in Turkey. Now, that surgery resulted in Hazel E. having her breast implants extracted, and she had to have a blood infusion. And despite nearly losing her life, Hazel E. revealed during an Instagram live that she's once again going under the knife for cosmetic surgery. What do y'all think about her decision? Does she need to do it? Does she need to do more surgery? (laughs) Um, Hazel E. You know, at this point, there is no procedure out there that Dr. Miami, Dr. New York, Dr. California, Dr. Albuquerque, New Mexico can do to help you. Hazel E needs to go to a psychiatrist, and you would think that she would have PTSD after she damn near died on the table in Turkey. Now, here's the question I got. The last time you didn't have no money to get it done in the station, you carried your ass to Turkey. The FBI people need to be investigating your ass because now magically you got money to do it in the States. I'm smelling PPP fraud. That is what I am smelling. But at this point, what else are you trying to do? You tried to fix that face and it's still broke. You tried to fix that body and it's still bad. You tried to fix them titties and they was leaking all over Turkey, causing global pollution and global warming. You tried to fix that ass and it's pumped full of Palmer's glue and fix the fat. It's just like Marvin Sapp said, it won't work. Let it alone, mama. Just, 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 just raise your child. Keep your man. And, and go on down to the good Golden Corral and get you an assistant manager job and just live the rest of your day happy, Hazel E. 
You know, I don't think Al and I need to add anything to that. We're going to go ahead and move on to a $5 million class action lawsuit was filed against food giant Kellogg's for misleading customers about the fruit content of their frosted strawberry Pop-Tarts. The lawsuit claims the Pop-Tart contained few actual strawberries. According to TMZ, the lawsuit filed by New Yorker Elizabeth Russett accuses Kellogg's of padding out strawberry Pop-Tarts filling with cheaper pears and apples. This class action suit is seeking $5 million in damages, and they want Kellogg to change its uh, misleading Pop-Tart labels. What are your thoughts on this story? She got to be white. This is some white people shit, right? This is not, we, we, we know it's not real strawberries and Pop-Tarts, you dummy. <laughs> but look, I, I'm all for Kellogg being sued, and I don't personally eat Kellogg products. And you want to know why? Because the CEO, John Harvey Kellogg, denounced and discouraged desegregation. He also supported sterilizing mentally ill individuals, which was disproportionately affecting African Americans. So across the board, everybody need to do research on Kellogg, and they should not be buying uh, cornflakes or Rice Krispies or or even Pop-Tarts, because the entire situation, the entire organization is racist. Wait, they make Rice Krispie treats? Rice Krispie, um, yep. Rice uh, Krispie um, cereal. So uh, I'm not going to be able to do it. You know, you know, Claudia, <laughs> you ain't going to be able to do that no more. <laughs> the whole like United it. States, when it comes to our food, we're trash. Like, we are one trash-ass country when it comes to our food. We are the only country for the sake of capitalism that allows these big corporations to feed us plastic, styrofoam, bird seed, fertilizer, tofu, and everything else except what it's supposed to be. I'm sorry. I don't think it's unreasonable for me to expect that strawberry filling is supposed to be inside of the strawberry Pop-Tart. I don't think it's unreasonable for me to believe that hamburger meat is supposed to be in the McDonald's hamburger. But yet alone, you go to Europe and there's this rib- child. Did you see the people went down the subway? They said they couldn't even find no tuna DNA in the damn tuna. So what is it that y'all is right here feeding the people? Do y'all wonder why these kids growing titties in the second grade. They got hair on their pussy cat in kindergarten because y'all is feeding these kids or feeding these people all type of stuff. And you wonder why cancer is rampant, okay? We around here eating styrofoam inside of the Pop-Tarts and you wondering why everybody is dying of cancer, okay? Now, granted, lady, you didn't get $500 million worth of damages from the Pop-Tarts. But they need to put damn strawberry in the Pop-Tarts. <laughs> no, they don't. Everybody knows no. Pop-Tarts are trash. Everybody knows all the food in America is trash. You know, half the stuff we eat here that is approved by our FDA would never get approved in Europe? Yes, what you said. And so you I, cannot tell me, Claudia, all my people, my grandma people, my, uh, my grandma people, they're from uh, Georgia and Mississippi. My grandmother dipped snuff, drank gin, and live to be 88 years old because they ate their own food off the land. They went yeah, in the backyard and, and wrung a chicken's neck and all that type of stuff. They drank, they smoked, they had all kind of wild, unprotected sex, and they lived long. Okay, now everybody is out here dying, getting all this metastasized breast cancer, <laughs> and cancer in, in the spleen, and all these different <laughs> things. 
And it's coming from the pop tarts and the canned goods. I can't tell you. I can't stand you. (laughs) We got to go to break. Y'all be eating all kind of trash. Y'all know what it is. We'll be right back. We got a couple more minutes left of this crazy ass show. We'll be right back. All right, guys, we're back. We have uh, about four minutes to get through these last two stories. So after being banned on Twitter, Facebook, and all other social media platforms, Donald Trump has created his own platform. And get this, this lying ass, fat ass, wide ass man, <laughs> that nerve to have a platform called Truth Social. A message posted on his little website uh, claims its mission is to create a ri- rival to the liberal media consortium and fight back against the big old tech companies of Silicon Valley, which have used their unilateral power to silence opposing views in America. Do y'all have any plans of joining Trump's new truth social platform? The man who lied to us over 30,000 times, I think more. Who's joining? Y'all joining? Uh, Well, listen, Claudia, this one, this, this story tickled the heck out of me. At first I was like, oh man, you know, Trump. But then I thought about it. You know what? Actually, we all need to join and sign up for this this new online or app portal, whatever it is, because we need to keep an eye on the nonsense that he's doing. Like, we need to infiltrate his platform the same way he infiltrated all of the other platforms and spewed his nastiness. And let me tell you, when you create your profile, I want everybody to go out and make up a fake email and a fake profile picture. And on my profile picture, I'm a I'm a I'm a uh, 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 use being. Carson's picture. The rest of y'all can use Candace Owens' picture if you want, if you're a lady, or Stacey Dash, or Omarosa. If you're a dude, use Kanye West's picture, or Herman Cain, to create the profile. But we need to keep an eye on his platform, because he, there is something, we gotta keep our eye on that. So I'm definitely joining. I'm just gonna hide my profile. The stock prices went from $10 to 122 overnight. I'll tell you that much. I wish I would invest in that little lying-ass, racist, Nazi website. Mm-hmm. All it's gonna be is a propaganda hate machine. It is. Right, but well, you know what? That cult like that cult like man right there know how to move people to insurrection. So we need to keep an eye on what the hell he's talking about. Well, speaking of fat, wide pink pigs, in today's <laughs> strange news, according to the New York Times, surgeons in uh, New York City successfully attached a kidney grown inside a genetic- genetically altered pig to a human patient. Now, the unidentified patient was brain dead and a registered organ donor, but none of their organs were suitable for transplant. So the family allowed their organs to be used for research. The pig's kidney, Al, the pig's <laughs> was attached to the patient who was sustained on a ventilator. And then the doctors followed the body's response while taking measures of the kidney's functions. It's the first operation of, of its kind. And the procedure will not be available to patients anytime soon. Um, what are your thoughts on this experiment? Uh, it's definitely something out of a page of a sci-fi movie, but um, I think that the real world applications of this could really revolutionize media. I mean, we grow pigs by the tens of thousands to make poke chops. Why can't we grow them by the tens of thousands to give people body parts? Well, maybe they can stop, uh, you know, organ harvesting black people with all the 400,000 missing black people that go missing every day. They can just use a pig instead. Or maybe these research scientists, y'all can do everything. Y'all can have a dead person with a, a liver, kidney hanging outside and doing all this great stuff. How about we cure cancer and we cure HIV AIDS? How about we start there first? There's too much money in that. They'll never cure that. It'll right. never be a cure. They, they make too much money. But wow, that's, that's kind of creepy. All right, y'all. I want to thank y'all for joining me tonight. Al Reynolds and Funky Dineva. Great show. Thank you so much for watching us on YouTube. Make sure you catch us on the repeat tomorrow. Stay tuned for the house. That's coming up next. 
And next week, we're going to do some Halloween next week. Halloween. Halloween. So let us know what you want us to be. Hit us up in our comments. We'll see y'all next time. Have a good weekend, y'all. Bye, soulmates. Good night.